Hey everybody, welcome back to the High Vibe Alchemist podcast. Welcome to any new listeners. Um, If you guys enjoy what you're hearing and you want to support, feel free at the end of this podcast to head on over to iTunes and just give us a five-star rating so more people can find this offering. So as usual, I want to check in with everybody and see how they're doing. We're heading into nine plus weeks of social distancing measures in the States here. In New York, it's kind of eerie um, how overnight we've gone from the city that never sleeps to what looks like a cleared movie set. Um, There have been videos posted online of essential workers driving through the streets, you know, to commute and to do their deliveries. And what you're seeing are empty streets, absolutely no traffic. And it's ironic how I think the last time we probably had any semblance of this as being a native New Yorker would have been around the time of 9-11. And although at that time period, it was really more anything below 14th Street, you know, dealing with lower Manhattan, but now we're talking about the whole tri-state area. So it's been interesting to really see a testament to the brutality of the reality of what's actually important versus what we're assigning importance to. But in any case, I hope everyone's doing well and they're keeping safe. Um, And as we continue to ride out this collective storm, I felt called to speak on a topic in astrology that I touched briefly on in the last episode to provide a little bit more of that larger context that I'm typically always speaking about. So in this episode, I'm going to introduce you guys to the North and South Nodes of Astrology. So the nodes in astrology have been a topic more highlighted in Western modern astrology as a signal to the collective agreement a group of people born with certain nodal signs have agreed to take on and master as lessons in this life cycle. So you want to think of it as your elected major in college or university, the trade you decided to pick and apprentice for, or the place you decided to travel to and start to build a new life in. It's an election, it's a choice, and a commitment to undergo certain experiences in order to learn the associated lessons um, in order to attain some sort of higher knowledge than you already possess. So why is this important? When it comes to personal systems and integrated wellness, the nodes can signal the larger quote-unquote calling or life lessons or narratives of the life cycle the person we're consulting with is in. Now, in many religious traditions, people refer to this as your life purpose, your inherited gifts, as well as the phrase, what your calling is, what you're called to. And if you're looking for a way to understand how to integrate these themes in your life in a non-religious but spiritual way, these can provide you with a frame to paint kind of the picture of your life in. Now, not everyone believes in this concept, and that's okay. Take what serves you and leave the rest, as I'm always saying. But it's my belief that we are all here to enjoy the experience of being in this form and to learn certain lessons while being here. Because otherwise, why would there need to be a reason for us to be born or to pass on? Why not just exist if there's nothing meant to be gleaned from the experience that we're having or sharing? I also believe that when a person is living out their purpose, regardless of the percentage of their daily life it is, that person is more fulfilled and they live a more happy, contented life. In previous episodes in last season, I introduced the concept of the Japanese idea of ikigai. Reaching back to season one if you need a refresher on what this topic is, 
But I also mentioned in that season that just because you find your sweet spot or ikigai, it is not necessarily what you have to do for a living or a career. It can be, but it can also just be something that you do for the larger collective as it's intended to be. So through volunteerism, activism, fostering children, impactful travel, the list can go on. So if you have this nagging feeling that something's missing, don't assume that it means that you have to sell everything to move to Tibet. Reinvention does not mean abandoning everything that you've experienced in your life so far. Like, for example, my life today looks very different than it did eight years ago, but I still draw daily on my past experiences to inform and navigate my present. The past has made who I am and is an integral part of the person I'm becoming. Your past can provide clues as to the directions you may want to head in next. And what I'm presenting here is just another tool to picking up on those clues. So the first step is seeing the frame. The next is painting the picture. So if you've ever done a paint by numbers piece or a drawing by connecting the dots, maybe I'm dating myself here, but for those of you who haven't had the experience, it's like getting a canvas or a page with dots or numbers on it. And you either connect the dots to reveal an image or you paint by the assigned numbers in spaces to reveal the finished painting. Systems, as I'm always talking about, help connect the dots, creating space for picking out the clues, analyzing the data in your life, Things like, are you drawn to languages? Do you have a knack for teaching? Can you communicate well with children? And then do you light up when you're volunteering, helping someone reach their goal, like tutoring a kid that's struggling in math and they get an A on their final exam? Then you can decide other steps to take based on those informed data points. So maybe you decide to take a certification course or apply for that position in Thailand. Um, maybe you decide to run for local office or maybe even start a podcast. So let's get some preliminary background of the nodes out of the way. As they're viewed in Western astrology, the nodes are like seeing a collective class calling. The nodes are not planetary bodies, but rather a mathematical point in the moon's orbit as it crosses the Earth's orbit around the sun. These points are calculated from the time of our birth, so it's generally calculated in your natal or your birth chart. Now, based on when you were born, your nodal points will fall astrologically in the zodiacal wheel under certain signs. These signs signify the class grouping you were born into. So think of it as the age used to determine where you were placed in school initially. Like when you started pre-K or kindergarten, it was based on your age. And typically, anyone born close to your birthday will have the same nodal sign placements as you. That is, of course, unless you were born close to a nodal shift period where the nodes were about to enter into two different signs as they change signs every 18 months or so. So the nodes are two points, the north node and the south node, and they move in pairings, always opposite one another. As we progress through the signs in astrology, starting from Aries going to Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, as we kind of go through the months of the year, we go from Aries at the start of the zodiacal wield and we end in Pisces. But the nodes move in reverse. So if we take, for example, a nodal pairing that will start in Aries with its opposite sign of Libra, so north node in one, south node in the other, the next pairing or shift in signs will be Pisces with its opposite sign of Virgo, then Aquarius with its opposite sign of Leo, and so on and so forth, going backwards through the zodiacal wheel. 
So now that we understand that the nodes shift every 18 months, we can add another layer to it. It also takes approximately 18 and a half years for the nodes to make it completely through the zodiacal wheel. Meaning from the time you were born to the next time the nodes return to the same point where you were at your time of birth, it'll be about 18 and a half years. So now this is astronomy. This is not some made up number. So it's interesting that this would coincide with what we typically view as graduation from high school in the States, your ability to vote, the first milestone of being viewed as an adult. And it's also the time where we typically make our next election or choice as to where we're headed in life. Are you going to go off to college? Are you going to major in something specific? Are you going to decide to enter the workforce? Are you going to take a sabbatical and travel for a year? It is a pretty significant time, right? And it's probably the first time that you were given a little bit more autonomy as to what direction you're going to take your life in. So now the next time your nodal return happens will be at age 37. For those of us who have been there already, or those of us who are going to be there, myself included, um, think about how that time in your life may have shifted your way of thinking about how you wanted to change the direction of your life or what direction you want to take your life in next. Many people will say things like your 30s are where you come into your own. Interesting, right? But it's true. It's where you stop holding back what makes you unique. You're less likely to go with the crowd and you typically feel the strong quote-unquote calling for pursuing happiness in your life in some more spiritual aspect. In chakra teachings, we learn that your 30s are like your first spiritual awakening. It's where you meet spiritual teachers, you want to be around a more spiritual crowd or grouping. It's kind of like you you attain your first uh, level of enlightenment. So that's also interesting, no? That, you know, these practices are com- are different and they're viewed from different viewpoints, yet they share a similar uh, signification, and those are kind of replicated in the um, astronomical world of what's going on in the heavens. Although they're not really linked explicitly together, you can see how these connections are made. For the final layer, you can calculate your nodal returns by adding 18.6 years to your last return. So this is going to reveal the next time your nodal return will happen. And then you'll start to see that because it's every 18.6 years, it's actually a pretty significant and rare event because it only happens a few times in your lifetime. So what does that represent for you? Now, in addition to this 18.6 year return, you also have what we call the reverse nodal return, which happens every nine years after your initial nodal return. So you have your 18.6 years, that's when your nodal return happens and your north and south nodes are back at the same place they were when you were born. And then nine years after that, you have what we call the reverse. So the transiting south node will aspect your natal north node and vice versa. So this is like any time in astrology, any re-time or retrograde time in astrology, where you want to review and pull the energy inward to reflect, reassess, realign your commitments to your collective class nodal journey. All right, that's a lot, right? But it's really also deeply interesting. So in modern Western astrology, more and more credence has been assigned to the significations of the nodes. But in Vedic and Indian astrology, the nodes are typically seen as the most important positions in the natal chart. 
The nodes are seen as your karmic destiny. So in Vedic astrology and Indian astrology, the nodes are what they call the dragon's head and tail. So the north node signifies the head of the dragon and the south node signifies the tail. Now in both um, Western and Vedic astrology, this is seen as a karmic cycle of lessons that either you've brought into. So the south node represents lessons that you have learned or experiences that you are pulling from past lives on that you bring into this life cycle with you. And the north or the head of the dragon is pointing towards the direction of the lessons that you are here to learn and the journeys that you are going to take in this life cycle. So it's interesting to know and to see how Western astrology is still in some ways trying to catch up with Eastern traditions and how important the nodes really can be. So I touched briefly also in the last episodes of how we're going to have a new pairing of the nodal signs. We've moved from the North Node in Cancer and the South Node in Capricorn into the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius. It just so happens that these are my natal nodal signs. And so, like many others, we're entering our nodal return. Generally, those that share my collective nodal class will feel a clarity around who they are becoming and what they want to do about it. As the North Node is in the sign of Gemini, ruled by Mercury, a lot of our grouping will feel the call to communicate our truths through data, speaking, writing, exchanging of ideas. This podcast, blogs, newsletters, investigative reporters, all Gemini things. But the higher expression will be an emphasis on facts, the purity of them, the disbursement of true and transparent information, and so that the larger collective can have all the access they need to hold institutions and individuals with power accountable. The South Node in Sagittarius, that expression will be more around things that are foreign, things that are ruled by Sagittarius. And so our choices will either include the global community or in a lower expression, continue to double down on invisible borders or physical containment and us versus them expression. Expansion of higher knowledge is also a theme with Sagittarius in foreign belief systems affecting how we shape our collective belief system. So what information are we pulling in that's informing how we decide we're going to have an outward belief of the world at large and the reason why certain things are taking place? In a higher expression, it can be a good thing to share ideas and work as a community to put humanity and the commonalities we share first and not profit over power over health and livelihood. But the lower expression would see this leading to extremist beliefs, like they brought this here, or quote unquote, this is a result of divine intervention to kill off the weak and save the righteous. You get what I'm saying? So Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, Jupiter, the planet of expansion, and it can expand good in a benefic way, and it can expand the lower expressions until they cannot sustain any longer as a way to provide us with learning a lesson or having to review a lesson that still needs to be integrated. So we as a collective have an election or a choice to make in which way we go. This is not a topic of this is set in stone and this is how it's going to be, but these are the themes that are being given a stage to play out and we are the ones who make the choice as to which direction it goes. So as a nodal group, our contributions or expression in the larger collective will be highlighted for the next 18 months. 
But as a larger global community and collective, these are just some of the themes that might manifest and present themselves. But by learning and studying more about your own individual nodal pairings, you can focus your energies on how to foster the higher expressions of the work involved now so that the global community as a whole can be uplifted and maintain a higher expression as opposed to the lower expressions stemming from fear and mental scarcity. So it's like if you're coming into your own and you have learned a bit more about what your unique nodal pairing is and your class of nodal pairings, then you can start to do the work now and build the systems now that already start to contribute to the global community as a whole. You don't have to wait until the shift happens in another 18 months or whenever the next return is for you. You can apply those gifts to the larger collective now, and I would encourage all of us to do so. So one final layer to this cake to note, the eclipses, both solar and lunar, that happen in 18-month cycles happen in the same signs as the nodes. So our eclipses, starting with the June 5th lunar eclipse, will be in Sagittarius, activating the Gemini-Sagittarius axis. So to my nodal classmates, this will kind of signal the first milestone in our 18-month journey. So why don't you track along with me what you're feeling now already in relation to these themes mentioned and then track your progression or your blocks as we hit these eclipse milestones and see what, if anything, they start to reveal for you in terms of a theme or a pattern. So all of us can do this. It doesn't have to just be limited to those of us experiencing a nodal return. The patterns will reveal themselves uniquely to you. And it's also a really great way of seeing how you progress through the energies in the cycle. So it's always great to keep track of these things, regardless of if the energies or the transit are aspecting things specific to your natal chart. So to close, just to overview some of the transits for the upcoming week up until May 20th, we're officially in a Venus retrograde. Venus uh, stationed retrograde May 12th. Jupiter will join the retrograde party on the 14th. And so there's this further call for inward directed energy and reflection. Energy around the ideas of us moving too quickly, perhaps, the expansion or urgency to return to quote-unquote normal, and the need to revisit the commitments we've made to make sure that the work has been done to warrant the ability of us safely and effectively moving forward. Very much Saturn themes. There is going to be quite a few supportive trines and aspects happening between the planets, so it's not going to be all heavy energy, but there are a few squares that will come up mostly around the themes of dealing with that self-expression, um, feeling that containment of we want to go forward, but there's still more work to do. So we're being pulled back in the reins and seeing the consequences of us launching too quickly into something without doing the preparedness work of ensuring the safety and the effectiveness of what we want to get done, right? So making sure those systems are in place to safely go back into working in the physical um, interactions with each other. So those are just some of the topics that we'll feel or energies that we'll feel coming up this week. So as always, just keep that in the back of your mind and see if you can pick up any points or information that comes to you that kind of resonates with those themes and see how that makes you feel in terms of having a larger context view of, oh, this is what the weather is like. So it kind of makes sense that it's raining, right? I have an umbrella. So see if you can kind of start to make those connections with what we're speaking about, what I'm sharing in terms of information, and then information that comes to you from the external 
sources, whether it be news or interactions with loved ones and friends. It's a great way of tracking the energy and seeing how the astrology resonates for you. So if you found this topic interesting and you want to delve more in how the nodes are applying their significations to you and your unique signature, let's book some virtual time to connect and discuss the placements in your chart and what systems you can implement now that can help connect the dots and reveal your larger painting. Thanks as always for being here and joining me. Have a safe week and remember to care for yourselves as you care for others. Check out the monthly newsletter for some more supportive messages and community resources. You can sign up for that via my IG page over on Instagram or my website at thehighvibealchemist.com. Sending lots of love. Bye for now.